0: and welcome to episode four. Hey, I'm still trying to get things figured out with editing and if I'm going to completely just show up at random places or if I'm going to set up kind of like events to come and speak or I actually have the thought if you guys have a story that you'd like to share, uh, you can send me a message and we can try to do it over the phone. That way we can reach out to a broader audience. I'm also thinking about doing a road trip, just hitting up completely random strangers in different towns still figuring things out with this so if you have any suggestions please feel free to put them in the comments or send me a quick message but back to the show please enjoy episode four welcome back to open to share this is birdie and we have another lovely lady who is joining us today and i always like to start who is a celebrity or someone in your life that you respect and look up to? Her name is Stephanie. Stephanie. And do you want to tell us who this person is? Uh, Stephanie is her real name, but it's Lady Gaga. Aha. Okay. So is, there, is it for her amazing voice or is there more to why you respect Lady Gaga?
1: I love her voice in a lot of her songs, but also just the um, daringness she has and all the different things she does and just the risks she takes to live every day. Is what I find most fascinating about her. She is I she's truly amazing. And now yeah. that she's like movie star
0: slash I know and I
1: haven't seen the movie yet. What? So... It's really good. Feel crap. That's what I've heard. So I'm so, going okay, say...
0: get that on there. let if we can even think of the name of the movie. A Star is Born.
1: Ta oh, da Remake Re- Star
0: Is Born. Okay. So you are Stephanie. And what's the place you've either been to or have always wanted to travel to? Los Angeles. All right, and what's
1: Los Angeles, why is it a good place for you? I have friends that are from there, so I go back and visit a lot, and I just love the beach, so it's always about taking some time and going to the beach. And which LA beaches do you prefer? Usually Huntington, just because that's what I know. Um, I recently went up to Laguna, which is a little bit different, but that uh, area is so beautiful also that I would totally go back there as well. Yes, so Stephanie from California. Is there something you'd like to share with our listeners? I'm here to talk about a major change that I've gone through in the last year or so. And I think it's just, it has really changed the way I'm living, that I'm actually living every day instead of managing through it. All right, let's so, we'll take us back to a year ago. Where were you at? What was going on? I had hit rock bottom at that point, I think. I can say about then, between an extremely nasty breakup and news from the doctor that was not good, just with some medical issues, and I don't know what started it. Between moving out and having to start over again, I decided to go back to school. So I work full-time, but I decided to go back and get my certificate in massage therapy. Yes, So I'm super excited about that. I'll be finishing up the program within the next year or so. Hopefully. Um, So it'll be my last year teaching. um, But then I also decided to go to undergo weight loss surgery. Now what prompted that? You said some medical issues. That was mainly what prompted that. I've always been self-conscious about my weight because I just, especially with some of my friends and family, were feeling left out and it wasn't intentional on their end. But that was part of it. Um, And then health issues came to my attention. I've been dealing with thyroid issues for quite some time. um, And I've also been dealing with infertility and sleep issues. And the idea was that if we could force the weight loss, that that would take some of that, some of the health problems away, that the weight loss would help it. Now, is this your thought or was the doctor? This is Both. Okay. Because we had tried several medicines and treatments and diet plans and... Nothing was working, and for a while it was getting worse. And so we decided, one of us jokingly said it, and I was like, let's go. And it went rather quickly, I mean, faster than what I expected.
0: So now is there, in the state you live, is there six months, or maybe it's with insurance? Do you have to do six months of it medically It depends supervised on the insurance, um, insurance. Okay. and mine required three. Okay, so and three months of medically supervised weight loss. What program mm-hmm. did you do?
1: I had actually gone through a dietitian with the medical group that I went through Um, and so they had me on a pretty much an all protein plan so I'm not and I'm still not eating many carbs or sugars I'm not eating a lot of fruit or vegetables it's mainly protein yeah I've had more protein than I know what to do with. wowza okay um no vegetables very little very little they have to be cooked yeah and just to help build the protein we did that for three months and surprisingly the insurance said yes and so I was in the hospital the week before Christmas. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> Wait, was that to make sure you met your deductible for your end? No, um, because of my job, that was the best time to take time oh, off. Okay. Um, because I had to have a week or two downtime. And did, did it take a full two weeks of it downtime? It took about a week as far as the pain was concerned. But I the two weeks was great because I would still tire very easily. By the middle of the day because I was such on a restricted calorie count just because I could only drink liquids that first couple of weeks. So it was helpful to have that two weeks. Great. And you opted to do the sleeve versus the full bypass just based on? Um, Just based on talking with my doctor. There were, because of my circumstances, they had also found a hiatal hernia and so it was safer to do the sleeve than it would have been to do the bypass.
0: Okay, so now let's talk about now. You mentioned, let's just talk about weight loss from
1: when you started this to where you're at now. You're about a month out. I'm about a little over a month from surgery since this whole start, thing started with, that it was probably about November because I had to go in for the hernia surgery first, so. And what kind of weight loss have you seen? Since surgery date, I am down 30. November. 30 pounds in a month. hmm Okay. And, and then prior to 60 cents November. So 30 before and 30. And after. you said this has changed your life and where you're at. So what is the difference now? I feel a hundred times better. I'm not as tired. I still get tired through the day, but I think that's more thyroid issues we're still dealing with a little bit. Um, but it is different. And I just I have a new look on life. I really fell far this time last year. And so just coming back and being able to have gone through weight loss surgery and go back to school while I'm still working full time. And it's not what I imagined, but it's working for me. But
0: let's talk about the breakup. Obviously, it was devastating. But looking back now, are you glad you weren't able to get pregnant with him? That's a no.
1: Okay. Because I don't know... And I know this sounds weird to say, I don't really know what caused the breakup. Something happened on his end and I'm not saying that I'm blameless because I'm sure that it was something there. He was at the end refusing to communicate that with me. And I believe that the infertility played a role in it. Because you were trying. Yes, we were trying. And he just at the end stopped communicating altogether and that's where it kinda got ugly. And but did you turn to food or was there something what did you like you? When honestly, I first moved out, yeah. And I had turned to food for that first month or so. I had gone through severe depression at that because some of it, I believe, was my fault. It it almost felt like it became emotionally abusive at the end. Um, there was a I don't want to say a stepdaughter because we weren't married, but kind of there was a stepdaughter involved. And I had before we had broken up, I had kind of come to terms with. The three of us and not having kids, and I was okay with that. And now that that is also gone, that sent me into a spiral when we broke up. And you lived with him. Yes. So then you had to
0: magically find a place to live. He's not communicating. How do you get your stuff? Yeah. Do I still get to see her? Like, yeah, I can I can see how that would be a traumatic time in your life. You're, you were dealing with school and work and trying to make big changes in your life. But I'm so proud of you for how even just the mindset of how you've gotten to where you are today. Like you can see it, you can feel it. And is there anything else you want to share about anyone else that may
1: be dealing with the same struggle? I think, especially for me, it was having to admit that I had the depression to get help for it, to kind of see that there was an end, you know. And that may not mean doing a complete 180 of your life like I did, but just to be able to reach out to your family or to your friends and if you need to, a doctor, because it really does make a difference. I I could never have imagined this, where I'm at right now last year, because where I was at, the idea of starting, basically starting over is what I've done with a new place and working on a new job and new goals. I'm not sure what those new goals look like yet. You don't have to. But I'm kind of working on that just to make sure you're making time for yourself to recoup and to do what you love whether that means the job you're in or new city or state or whatever you've got to live every day that is perfect
0: any you have to live every day that's perfect because and I think you said when you're in that depression sometimes even just like a glimmer of like something to look forward to or hope or someone reaching out it can be a huge turning point and so that lesson I think is It's beautiful. So thank you so much, Stephanie, for being open to share. Thank you. And for joining us today. And you've made it to the end of episode four. So I figured I'd throw in a little something extra for you guys. And I would do... Story of my own because like you all, I also have something to share. And this one takes us back. I believe I went and looked through some pictures on Facebook, and I believe it was May of 2012. And I had gone to this event. It was a bunch of singles. It was up in I believe it was Payson area. It was like I said, a bunch of singles. I had come up with some people I didn't really know, and we were being introduced to people. And I. I promise you this happens often. So the group of people are standing around, mix of guys and girls, and there's the one girl that everyone knows and everybody wants to date. And she's like super kind and is like introducing people. I literally was left out. Like I was not included in the introductions. And it's like the weirdest, most mystifying thing to me that I'm a large and in charge kind of girl, but I'm like invisible in like singles dating situations. Like dudes, I'm invisible. So kind of it was a bit bothered me and so later in the night I had asked like okay so you're like the super kind one and you're the super pretty one and you're the super spiritual one like what am I you guys and they said oh you're the funny one and I was like well what do I do with that like okay so I'm the obnoxious one a little inappropriate at times what do I do with this label Of the funny one and so I think it was the following Thursday I had gone to the Tempe improv back then on Thursdays if you had a Tempe improv shirt you got in for free and so I was like a regular I love going to comedy I love to laugh I love to just be around happy people and I was there had gotten in free back then you could do like half nacho and a drink and it was like a great deal and on the table was this little slip that said do you think you're funny come try out stand-up comedy, and it was through comedyschools.com. It was a comedy class, like learn stand-up comedy. And I was like, what? And it said the first first class was free, and I was like, okay, I've got nothing to lose. And that was the start of my stand-up comedy career. I took the intro class, I took the advanced class, I even ended up working with comedy schools as an intern for several years. And I figured, you know, I've got to do something with this she's funny thing. So just a little story for you guys. We may expand on it later in future episodes. But thank you for listening to the end of episode four. Thank you for listening. We'll talk soon. Bye.